Hello and welcome to the Divine Renovation Podcast, where we seek to inspire and equip you to bring your parish from maintenance to mission. My name is Mike Tanner. Uh, Dan's not with us today, but I am joined with some fantastic people. Uh, Ron Huntley, how are you doing this morning? Great, buddy. Good to be here. Perfect. Glad you're here. Rob McDowell, how are you today? Doing well. Good. Glad to be here. Good. I'm glad we all get to come together and have this conversation <laughs> this morning. And it's a conversation I'm really, really excited for. Uh, I've been sort of thinking about this and talking about it all week, uh, which is I have never done Alpha. Uh, the parish that I go to has not, I know, the, the drop in the crowd, the parish that I go to has not offered in the past. And I'm really excited because I know a little bit about it now uh, to be doing it soon. But why should I, someone who is pretty comfortable in my experience with the church, why should I do the Alpha program? What What's in it for me? Hmm. That's a good question, and I hope there's a lot of listeners, too, that are saying, hey, yeah, I haven't done it either, Mike. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and there's a lot of churches that don't run, and that's okay, uh, in the sense that um, the whole concept of it, the whole purpose of it, is to help people re-encounter Jesus or maybe grow in their experience of Jesus. Because there's so many people, I know myself, I've gone through life in my, you know, going through catechism, because we don't have Catholic schools here in Nova Scotia. And mm-hmm. so I went through my whole catechism experience, Sunday school experience, and, and church experience, learning a lot about God but not really experiencing him. And I know he's fully present in the Eucharist. I get that he's there in our sacraments. I understand that, but it didn't connect with me uh, in a way that changed my life. Um, I was wanted to be obedient to my mom. <laughs> I wanted to be able to eat on the week and you, know, you had two choices, go to church or don't eat. Yeah. But I longed for, for something that actually mattered to me. And Alpha gives people oftentimes, not always, <laughs> there's no magic pill. There's no, we can't, we can't manifest that every time in, in people, but it seems to be something that as we use it in the Catholic context, church going Catholics go, Oh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> now I get it in a way that maybe they didn't before. It kind of deepens their experience of Jesus. In a lot of cases opens them up to the power of the Holy spirit and helps them fall in love with a bunch of people they've probably been going to church with for a lot of years, but have never really connected with. Mm-hmm. And that changes people's experience of church. It changes their engagement and their local church experience. Well, and Rob, you are someone who is very comfortable with scripture. You're rather familiar, <laughs> I would say. So for you, you've gone through Alpha, what was the experience like for you being someone who who knows a lot about the Bible, who knows a lot about the Word of God, who who knows the story? Uh, what was it like for someone like you who, like, what did you have to learn from it? It was interesting because I experienced Alpha probably 20 years ago. And then when I came to St. Benedict and started working there, I, I went through it again um, as as a participant. And I guess I loved it. Uh even from a content standpoint, like probably I'm sitting there and there probably wasn't a lot of content that was new to me. But part of what Alpha is, Alpha isn't just information. Alpha is an experience and it's an environment, right? And I think at the root of what we have to understand around the message of Jesus is Jesus came, you know, in the form of a person uh, and embodied what it meant to be human so that we could have a relationship and what we're doing is we're not experiencing the information 
in the way that we typically do in North America with, you know, one person standing up as the expert and, and, and right. talking and then us just sitting there processing it. We're, we're, we're embodying, uh, you know, the, the, the truth of who Jesus is in the context of community. Right. right. And so, you know, sometimes I think the way we, the way we speak of Jesus is very, you know, disconnected because we talk about this person that loves us and accepts us and is and, over there. And we're doing and, <laughs> and we're doing it in a sterile environment where we're not necessarily being loved and accepted. Mm-hmm. Right? But when you talk about a God that loves us and accepts us, and then we can go into a small group and begin to experience that, that's a game changer. Hmm. And I don't care how long you've been walking with Jesus or how much you know about scripture or whatever it is. Uh, we, we, we need that as humans. Uh, we need that as followers of Jesus. We need that as people are deciding if we are going to become followers of Jesus. I remember, it reminds me, Rob, as you say that, there's a, a lady at our church named Diane, and she went through Alpha, worked on the table team, and, and then, because we always kick people off of Alpha table team eventually, because we need to make room for, for new people to experience that. Mm-hmm. And then she went to work in the kitchen and developed great relationships with the other people serving in ministry in the kitchen. And I remember saying one day, she just said, you know, Ron, I've been going to church my whole life. This is the first time I felt like I belonged to a community. Mm. Yeah. I've been going, you know, because sometimes, and I think some of the resistance sometimes is I know enough. I'm, I am fully Catholic, right. so I don't need more. Like right. what's so great? I'm going to waste that time for something I don't even need. Why would I bother? And, and I can understand that perspective and that point. But at the end of the day, if you don't, if I don't know you and you don't know me, if God's incarnate, like you're, to your point, Rob, then I think we've missed half the gospel message, right? Because it, there's holiness and mission. Right. And, and sometimes we just hold holiness so high and we don't even address the mission piece. And what ends up happening is it, it becomes an unfruitful experience of faith. Well, I remember years ago there was a statement, you, you win people to what you win people with. Mm-hmm. Right, and so if if you encounter Christ, let's say through some big event that's showy and all kinds of lights and smoke and glitz and that sounds fun, very <laughs> sounds very, great, yeah. <clears throat> Concert. There, there's a part there's a part of us that, that that's going to always associate. That's what being in relationship with Jesus is. When you've been won over in the context of a relationship, you're gonna you're that's that's going to shape how you view it. Right. And I'm not opposed Mm. to the first, so don't, uh, (laughs) but, but I think we do have to understand that at the end of the day, at the heart of following Jesus is a relationship with him and his church. Well, that brings up a good point too, Robin. I've seen this so many times, even as we, because alpha evolves, it's Mm -hmm. evolved. Like it isn't the same as it was 20 years ago when you first experienced it. I experienced it back then too, and it was a great experience, but they've evolved and changed the way they've done things because they're constantly trying to connect with the current generation. Mm-hmm. And so they have, we have to evolve. And I love that. And uh, one of the things I found is during some of the evolution, uh, let me give you an example. Uh, we used to use the Nikki Gumbel video series. And then there was another video series that came out uh, that happened in seven weeks. And it was Jamie Haith and just a you know younger guy. And videos were a little bit shorter. It was appealing to the university crowd. And so because of the timing and other things in the calendar, in September and January, we'd run Alpha. But September seemed to be truncated because of Christmas and some of the things that the hall was already booked for. So we decided to use a seven-week Alpha series in the, in, in the fall and the Nikki Gumbel series in the winter. And what would happen inevitably is whoever went through the one in the, in the fall, they would love it. 
it's what they were won over too. <laughs> what yeah. you run, what did you say? What you win people over. What, what you win people with is what you win people to. Right. right. So they'd have this experience. We'd invite them back on team. They'd be so excited. And then we'd start rolling out the Nikki Gumbel series. And they'd be like, who is this guy? He's too old. These videos are too long. Oh my gosh, nobody's going to stay for 11 weeks. Like this is only seven. And so they would just think the sky was falling mm-hmm. down. And then the people that went through the winter alpha who experienced the Nikki Gumbel, we'd invite them back on team. In September, when we'd roll it out again, we'd use the Jamie Heath videos. They'd be like, who is this guy? Does he even know anything? These videos are too short. We're skipping weeks, over everything. We have Why no time to build a relationship. <laughs> and so I think as leaders, we have to remember what we're doing and why we're doing it. Because anytime there's a change, people are going to give you pushback. And I have to tell you, Alpha is not the tool that J- Father James and I came to Christ with, mm-hmm. just for the record. And so we don't use it because that's what changed our life. Or that's how we encountered Jesus for the first time. We have to use as leaders, we have to use the tools that have the biggest impact and the most chance of success. And we always say at St. Benedict, if something better comes along, that's what we're going to use. We are not married to Alpha. We're yeah. married to the results it gets in the form of transformed lives. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the things, too, that, that you've talked about before is the idea that Alpha is not the end game. It's not It's not the end point. It, it's the beginning conversation. So... Uh, when I I went through RCIA when I was 23, hey, cool. I, I, I wasn't yeah I, awesome. I, I wasn't Catholic and I went to when I wasn't Catholic I actually went to World Youth Day uh, in Toronto, and that for me was the experience. That for mm-hmm. me was right. the thing where I said, "Sign me up." I came back and immediately said, "Where do where do we do all this stuff? Like how do, how do we do this?" <laughs> I was next? just just filled. And the thing was is that what I found immediately upon returning was. Those things I'd built, that community, that that experience, it wasn't there. At your local parish. At my local parish. Mm. It, it wasn't, I came back going, are we all excited? And people kind of went, no, no, we just, we just sit and we do the stuff. <laughs> like we don't, so, so I think that one of the really important things that we need to really make people aware of is that if we don't get the people who are already in the pews to have that experience and to know what that experience is like, then when we bring in people through that experience, and then we put them in our parishes, they go, well, you lied to us. You sold us on the idea of this community that we're all in this together, and Nobody we're not. You're just, you're just kind of showing up. So how does that change? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's one of the things, too, that, that can make it so important is the idea of what are you going to do after that? Mm-hmm. And, and are you going to actually raise up leaders uh, who can actually give them something to experience afterwards that, that, that has that same community. Well, our, ho- our hope, that's a good point, Mike, and our hope has always been that everyone will do Alpha. Mm-hmm. We also know that not everyone's going to do Alpha. <laughs> you know, people have free will, and that's a son of a gun sometimes when you're in leadership. And I say that tongue-in-cheek because it's okay. Like, there are people that are going to do- I never forget one day in mass. Um, Father James is really good at remembering faces. Uh, I'm terrible. And so I came into the pew and, and, and that was that particular Sunday, there was a witness on Alpha and I looked to the people beside me and I said, Hey, have you guys had a chance to do Alpha yet? And they, they looked at their face changed immediately that no, and we're never doing Alpha. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's okay. You don't have Just to do it. Just back away slowly. You do not have to yes. do it. But there's something in their mind that they've drawn a line and they're just so resistant. And you know what? At the end of the day, God loves them too. And so mm-hmm. do we. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they're not going to do it, I'm, I'm okay with that. Is, I would want it for them. 
But at the same time, I respect their free will. Yeah. And, and, you know, Rob, you, you, you've really helped us at St. Benedict when you come on. has helped us to be sensitive to those who maybe aren't from our church or who don't even know Jesus at all. And I think, to your point, Mike, uh, you know, if, if the majority of the people in your church do go through Alpha, it makes us more sensitive to those who are visitors, those who mm-hmm. don't speak Catholicism. Yeah. Uh, you know, my friend Wayne says, I don't speak church. You know, he's a businessman. I don't speak church. I'm not even going to try. So, and he just speaks practical, common, you know, common language that that speaks to him. But if we can't speak to him that way, if all we use is church language with people that are visiting us, we we can't connect. Language matters. Yeah. Yeah. How did I mean, Rob? When you were when you were brought to Alpha and and the people you've brought to Alpha, how does that conversation like? how do you typically invite people? Like, what is the process? Like, how do, how do you say to someone, I think you should, you should go through this program. And I, I, I keep saying program because, and it's not, I, I know it's not, I know that's the wrong word for it, but how do you invite people to alpha? What, what, what kinds of things do you say to someone that would, that would explain to them that you're not saying they don't know enough about church or that they don't know enough about Jesus? How do you, how do you do that? I think for me, I, I try to hone in on need. Right. And when people express things that I think, huh, Alpha would be the environment uh, that uh, would really connect with you. Like we, uh, there's a business that we dealt with at St. Benedict where they provided a service for us. And so one day I was in there picking some things up and um, he knew I was part of the church and he stopped and he said, "Um, do you guys have Bibles? I said, yeah. And uh, he said, would it be possible to get one? Yep, we could do that. And uh, <laughs> it was interesting because uh, he was, uh, his business was just a couple blocks away from where there was a, a Christian bookstore. So uh, I, I tried to, you know, kind of act cool like I wasn't, you know, uh, but I was like, oh, wow. I'm really excited. So, really excited. <laughs> uh, so I, I drove down and bought one and tried to buy as nice one possible, yeah. uh, you know, things like that. That's nice of you. And then, uh, and then stopped in and said, Hey, uh, I just happened to have this. <laughs> I just happened to go buy it out of my own pocket. <laughs> yeah. So obviously here's, here's a, here's a high level of interest. And, in, and, in, uh, he was a person that had grown up Catholic kind of fallen away from the church. So I just started engaging him in dialogue and I just said, I just said, Hey, you know, um, we have this program called alpha and it's designed for questions, you know, whether people have grown up in the church or not, whatever the, you know, and there's just kind of one of those things where, uh, like, you know, that was obviously a, a, a blatant opportunity. But, yeah. yeah. That seems know, like a softball like sort of just thrown <laughs> yeah. up there. Yeah. But, but other times, other times if people like, uh, are maybe a little more hostile, mm. right. And it's okay. Mm. You're, you have an opinion here, right? Cause anytime you're, anytime you're at least a bit hostile, frustrated, angry, whatever, like there's something there that matters. Good point. And, uh, it's like, okay, so what matters to you? And, you know, from that standpoint and this, that, the other thing, and, you know, there's, there's no lack of what people could be frustrated with the church about or Jesus or religion Mm -hmm. in general, Mm -hmm. whatever the case is. And so it's fun to say, you know what, I'd love for you to experience the church through a completely different lens. And we have this Mm -hmm. thing called alpha and by and large, uh, people have a very positive experience through it. And if, if you're actually open uh, to to see in the church through a different lens and seeing Jesus in a different way, this would be a great environment for you. Wow, you know. And so, from that standpoint, I, I find that personally, I find that easier than just the average person 
that I just ran. I, I find right, that I find right, it easier to invite right. that person than the random person just sitting there. Doesn't and, seem to and care. I, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I feel that's apathetic or whatever, and I feel like I'm just kind of accosting them. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, from, that, from that standpoint. Let me bring up a topic that you're probably not the least bit interested in. Yeah, but you that's know. true. If somebody's resentful or angry or has an opinion on it that isn't favorable, well. At least you have something to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Why, why, why is that? What What is it that you care about, or what happened to you? And you know, uh, mm-hmm. and, and uh, mm-hmm. from that standpoint, are you are you willing to see it through a different lens? Mm-hmm. And are you willing to see the 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 pause? Of, I'm trying to mix my words here. The, the <laughs> potential of seeing what Jesus could really look like in your life. We had a guy that was a fallen away Catholic, and an Anglican minister invited him to St. Benedict Parish to experience Alpha because he knew that he had a Catholic background and thought, hey, why don't you go take it at a Catholic church, even Mm -hmm. though very resentful towards the Catholic church and um, Catholic in sacrament only in terms of baptism and stuff. And and he came to the daytime Alpha and it was a really small, that was a terrible winter. We just had storm after storm always on Alpha Day. It was just terrible. So it decimated our attendance and stuff. So there wasn't a lot of people left coming to it, but we soldiered through and this guy kept coming out uh, through the snowstorms and everything else. And boy, he would be very um, agitated and angry. And, and some of the things he would say were not very nice and very unkind. And and I remember at one point, he this was probably more than halfway through the experience. Or no, it wasn't. It was the one on prayer. And he thought, he said, that prayer is stupid anyway. Just, nobody even prays. And uh, it's a stupid thing, and and you can't even tell me anybody does it anymore. And one of the ladies, it was it was such a beautiful moment. She looked at him and she said his first name, and she said, "I pray for you every day." And he just whole demeanor instantly changed, like it just melted away all his anger, because here's a guy who's been belligerent as the day is long, and doing. And he said at the end, "I was doing everything I could so that you guys would throw me out." And you didn't. And then when that lady said to him, that's not true. I pray for you every day. I tell you, it was beautiful. When we get up to leave, um, he just said, can I give you a hug? And those two embrace this yeah. far older lady and this guy who used to be in a gang and, and just full of bitter and bitterness and resentment. And, and they just hugged. And, and I just thought, wow. That's what Christ looks like right there. <laughs> yeah. and, and see right there, what changed that guy? Was it, was it information? Right. It was, it was, he experienced something, mm-hmm. right? He, he, he was in a, an environment where in the context of a church in the context of faith and he experienced something that maybe he doesn't experience outside of the church or, or hasn't at least inside the church. And what does that do for the other people there? Cause we have lots of fallen away Catholics who end up coming back through this and or people in the pews mm-hmm. who, who come to that and they see that. What does that do to your faith when you see a, a, a man who has a heart of stone turned to a heart of flesh right before your very eyes. Mm. What does that do to your faith? It goes through the roof because you never see that at Mass. Or mm. maybe the odd time, if we're honest. Mm-hmm. Like Mass wasn't designed for that type of encounter and experience. And it's okay. But we have to, you know, for the folks in the pews, we have to create spaces and on, on ramps for people who have fallen away or who don't know Jesus. And and that's why Alpha, you know, for somebody like we're going to start Alpha, yeah. no, I think in two weeks yeah. here at the ministry in in, in uh, communion with Chalice. Uh, 
uh, and we're going to do it together for the staff. And our vision is, after we do it together as a staff, we're going to reach out to the community of Bedford, to, to business owners and to people that work in this area, and we're going to do a breakfast alpha. And we're going to make this place a hub for evangelization and then reconnect them to a local church because we want to live our values. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that you'll get to experience Alpha with That's us. That's the plan. And, and hopefully then take it back to your parish. And, right. You know, if, if the pastor's open, because let's be honest, not all pastors are open mm-hmm. to this because it does, it, it creates a, a lot of work because when people wake up, to the beauty of what our faith could be if if we knew Jesus personally and we were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, at least people wanting a ton more. Yeah. And, and for all those people listening <laughs> that look at Alpha's content and, and don't see it as the fullness of our Catholic faith, I just want to say something. You're right. <laughs> it's But it was never meant to be the fullness. It's mm-hmm. just meant to be a door opener. The interesting thing for me is that idea that it is a starting point. We, we had uh, Bishop Dowd on uh, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and he was kind of saying, like, what would you what would you do if you actually had people who wanted to be involved? What would you do? Right. It's what would problem. you do if it, it's a it's a problem if you don't have a place for those people to be involved? If you have people that say, I'm so inspired now, what can I do? And you go, I don't know, you could stand at the door on Sunday and you could read or, you could, you could read or whatever. And, and you sort of end up with saying like, well, there's gotta be more. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have people that go through this experience and see what that community can look like, then they go, well, let's make more. And that can be a lot of work for a leader to say, well, well now you're actually, it, now you're actually going to be leading. Now you're actually, now going, you're to actually going to have people to lead. And right. so right now we have people to, to minister to, right. But we're not leading them because they're not, well, and that's, to be led. and that's where you get into the ideas of like something like a senior leadership team where you say, look, we get that you can't do all these things. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to help facilitate that. You know, we, we've had people on, I forget exactly who it was. It might have might have been either might have been Brett Powell who said, you know, my job as a leader is to figure out what the obstacles are, move them out of the way and then get out of the way myself and let people go do the things. Amen. And so if you can, if this makes people want to do that, then, then we've won and, and it is going to be work. But I think, you know, we kind of signed up for that. Like we didn't sign up for, we weren't supposed to sign up for, uh, we're just going to show up. Everything's going to be great. We signed up for, we've got work to do. We have a mission. We have a mission and this is what we're going to go do. And I think uh, having that experience is, is really interesting. We, we talk a lot about both and, mm. you know, this both feeds the sheep and catches fish. And anything you can find that's going to help us do those two things together, that's important. Mm. And it's only, it's it's not everything. Let's be clear. Alpha, is, it, it does help with both of those right. things. But, you know, Alpha is a small piece of a bigger puzzle. And, you know, we talk about that in our book, Unlocking Your Parish. It really is a small piece of a bigger puzzle. It requires a bigger pastoral plan mm-hmm. uh, because people are going to want to. But, you know, one of the other things, too, I think, Mike, if you have a strong faith, like, and I see this all the time, very faithful Catholics have strong faith and Jesus means a lot to them. The church means a lot to them. And yet they won't want to come to Alpha and, and, and see that as a waste of time. And why are we talking about it all the time? I think to myself, don't you want people to have a faith like yours? Mm. Like, don't, like, if you're so proud of your faith and if, if this means so much to you, don't you want other people to experience that? Like, like this is what it's about. I yeah. want other people to have faith like yours. I'm not saying you're deficient. I'm saying, are you willing to share? Yeah. 
Right. Are you willing to witness? Are you willing to be kind and welcome? I'm not saying you're deficient. And, and the other part of that too is I want more people to know Mike. And so I want you to come so more people will get to know you. Like when Rob, you came to and started on our staff, you, you know, you came, you're not Catholic. I want people to know you and love you like I do. And how is that going to happen? I can tell them about you. And, and if they really believe me, then they'll say, oh, then he's probably a nice guy. Well, I want to do better than that. I want you to spend dinner with him 10 weeks in a row and his wife. And I want you to get to know this couple and that they're powerhouses. They love Christ. They love the church. They love the Catholic faith as well. And he's really excited to be a part of our team. I want you to get to know him. Well, how else are you going to get to do that? Like we need platforms where people can fall in love with each other. And so that's half of the alpha experience. And that's why it's not just an information dump. It's like, let's connect on a, on a, on a basis that really matters. Well, there, there's something that, that we do, uh, you know, the once a month in our parish, when it's time to share the peace of Christ with each other, uh, once a month, we also introduce ourselves. You say your first name and hi, I'm so-and-so. And I remember thinking like, that's really cool. That's good. I like that. Except... I always sit in this pew and you always sit in that pew. <laughs> and so I'm literally just each week turn around and going, I'm Mike, you're John. Nice to meet you again. Here we go. And, and you just never get to that next stage of it. So I think a program, an experience like this means, okay, well, you're going to get to see other people. You're going to get to sit with people who don't sit right behind you in the pew, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with sitting in the same pew. I sit in that pew because it's an easy escape with the kids when they're running and I got to go grab and I got to do that. And that's why I'm there. And most of the pews that I'm in with are literally just us with kids going, all right, is everyone okay? Is everyone good? Can we handle this? But I think that having that experience of community, like that's what we're like, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Mm. You know, that there's a lot in the sacrament but there's a lot in the community mm. and, and what we're, that we're also supposed to be coming together to share the word and live the word together, mm. not just each of us individually with blinders on every week. In the week. same place. Yeah. In the same place. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's not just like, okay, we each, it, you, sometimes at church you sort of feel like we've all got cubicles. Like it's like coming into an office with cubicles where you go, okay, I sit in this cubicle and I'll do my work right here and that's fine. But knock down all those walls. And go, okay, well, who's sitting over there and who's sitting over there? And can we bring those people together? I mean, I would imagine that you've had uh, a really interesting experience, in Robin, in getting to know people that you didn't know before because you weren't at that parish previously yeah. and, and being able to experience that. So what's it been like for you in terms of, a, of developing that community and growing that community? Yeah. I would say putting yourself in an environment like Alpha is always going to change your experience, your weekend experience when you go to Mass. Right. And because all of a sudden you're not just walking into a large group of people, you're walking into a large group of people where you know some, where you know some people. And that completely changes the experience. Right. And it puts, it puts names and faces uh, on, on the quote unquote event uh, or the, the weekend experience. Right. So it's not just this, uh, it's, it's not, I'm not just one fan out of 50,000 watching a game. I'm, I'm connected to people relationally now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and doing what we're doing as family, mm. you know, and, and when you, when you see an event, uh, through the lens of an attender versus seeing an event through the lens of family, it completely changes the experience. Mm. I like that. I, I remember one fella taking alpha with us at St. Benedict who, you know, uh, very faithful Catholic, but also not a huge social network. And that's, you know, 
small social network. And so he'd go and leave and not one of those people that really sticks out and, and naturally makes friends with people. And I remember him saying to me, I've been going to this church his whole life and, and really didn't know anybody. And now he comes to church and he's shaking hands and hugging people. You know, he said about 10, 12 times every weekend. It's completely changed. Like people know, he feels, mm-hmm. <laughs> people know me. Yeah. <laughs> like they know I'm here. They care that I'm here versus, you know, if you... Well, F- Father James has in Divine Renovation, in, in the book Divine Renovation, he actually talks about the the theme song from Cheers. You know, mm-hmm. I want to go where everybody knows my name. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, of course you do. It's exactly where you want to go. And let me ask you, who's the one person in every church where they go every weekend and everybody knows their name? The priest. Father. That's it. And so they're having an experience of church and community that's probably, now I know it has, it's filled with things that are challenging and difficult and complaining. Oh, yeah. But I promise you, everybody knows their name. There's lots of people that come up to them after mass, say, great homily, Father, even if it wasn't. And and they buy them <laughs> gifts at Christmas time. They're having that experience. Yeah. But if nobody else in your church is having an experience like that, is that a problem? <laughs> I think it is. And if Alpha could be a tool that could give people that experience and and open up the door to learning more, buying a Bible, praying differently, want to be around other Catholics, learn more about our Catholic faith, people approaching the sacraments with a high degree of faith, where's the downside in that? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Where's the downside? Well, and, and I don't think your typical priest knows what it's like to get connected into a community. Kind of what you're saying, right? Because mm. if you're a priest, day one, uh, you're on the altar and everybody automatically knows who you are. Right. Right. And, you know, and again, having served in, in churches previous to St. Benedict, that was my experience, you know, right. regardless of my position, I'm put up on the stage and everybody knows who you are instantly right yeah. there. Right. And your face is on the website and all that sort of stuff. But now not being in the place where I have a public platform in the context of church. Yes. Going in and establishing those relationships and I, I didn't, and this was weird for me at first because I'm, I'm part of an environment. Not everybody knows who I am. Right. And, and so establishing those relationships in those contexts is so that when you do go in and you are recognized is hugely valuable. And I, and, but I don't think your typical priest is going to know that because they don't ever have to go through that process. Right. Well, I, I think, you know, just to, just to wrap up and, and sort of get us on some of the main points here, we don't have that experience of community at, at most parishes, at, at a lot of parishes, I should say. I don't want to say most. There's, there's lots that do an incredible job of it. And and I love my church, I, it, very much so. I'm heavily involved, and, and people do know my name because I'm involved in a bunch of different programs. But I really think that, as you kind of said, why wouldn't we use a tool? Why wouldn't we use every single thing at our disposal if it means deepening those relationships and deepening that experience and deepening that connection. Like we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our parish. We owe it to the priest because let's be honest, it, it makes their job more difficult mm-hmm. to, to do, to get this, to suddenly bring in all these people who want to do all those things, but it also makes their job a lot easier and that they feel like I'm doing something good here. Like I don't feel like I'm just preaching to a bunch of people who, who aren't involved and aren't engaged. And when you suddenly see those people come together, you go, well, this is amazing. This is working. And it wants to make you want to do more and become more involved in different ways. So I, I really appreciate, first off, both of you sharing those experiences with me. And, and I'm really excited to, to join the experience of Alpha. Um, and I also want to talk just really briefly about, we went over a lot today, but obviously 
there's more. Uh, so I do want to quickly mention uh, Unlocking Your Parish. Uh, we're, we'll have a, a link to this uh, in the notes of the podcast. But basically, it, rather than just saying like, well, here's the content thing, I think what this book and, and the people that I've, I've seen talking about it online, et cetera, what they're kind of saying is this is giving them an insight into the experience of it and, and why it's so powerful of a tool to start that process that we need to keep going on. And so I, I really hope people uh, take that to heart. And, and I want to thank you and, and Father James for uh, for writing this book and putting it together. Uh, I'd like to thank Rob and Ron for, for being on today and, and helping me with this. And uh, I also want to say for anyone who's uh, listening or watching, uh, please go ahead and dig into what Alpha can do for you. Whether you're someone who's away from the church or whether you're someone who's in the pews today, uh, well, maybe not today because it's not Sunday, but maybe you aren't <laughs> today because there is mass on other days of the week. Uh, but wherever you're at with it, uh, I hope that you dig into the idea that Alpha could be an experience for you. And uh, next week, we're actually going to talk about how Alpha can be a powerful experience for some other people. And so thanks for joining us and have a blessed week. 